Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Monday morning, Mikey Meatballs is fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster of a show and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? I'm from Houston, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Harry, you don't ever have to. We know you're you're oh you're never home. So it's like, how about just give us a heads up when you're in Phoenix? That's actually the exciting right. point, thing, right? Yeah. yeah we know yeah. you're right. on the road. You're, almost, that. you're on your way to uh, Barcelona to see Springsteen. What a treat. This is, um, yeah. and you got shut out. I know we have to hurry because we have Daniel Jeremiah on draft expert. He's going to help us make money on the first round of the draft. I'm already 20 props in. So uh, we just need him to figure it out. Wow. I know we got to figure it out. Anyway, Harry is off to Barcelona. He's going to see Springsteen. He tried to see Taylor Swift. Um, because that's a cool thing to do, or I don't, I don't understand what happened yesterday real quick. I, I guess it's a cool thing to do. Not, I don't think uh-huh. it's that cool, but, uh, I guess that's the thing. And, uh, hmm. Ken, who's, uh, his wife loves, uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. We all tried to go and. All right. At least that in. makes a little sense. His wife, his wife want, loves Taylor Swift, but you couldn't get in. So couldn't sorry in. for the disappointment. I did a terrible thing. I think parlay kid yesterday. I, uh, it was my godson, Michael's communion. And, you know, I'm so proud of them. Uh, but church is just so, so boring. I'm sorry. We could agree. Right. Um, yes. And uh, so I took to my phone about <laughs> half. I think what people were going up and taking confession. And uh, that's what it's called. Right. And so I, uh, I communion. communion. Sorry communion. about that. Yes. That's stupid of me. And they're taking communion. And uh, I, I jump on my phone. And my wife turns around. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And because she could see the 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 site that was boy, up. Oh, boy. I know. But you know what, Parley? You definitely got slammed in your bed. Sure yesterday. did. I can tell you that. Lost mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Every <laughs> single one of them. But I got confused because at one point the priest said, we pray for our men and women in uniform. And I assumed he meant uh, the Knicks minus nine and a half adjusted. But he didn't. Uh, anyway, uh, so I lost. That was really bad. Uh, Raymond Hall was a winner. He's our prop quiz winner. Seven, right? See, Brother Brian, he's got a gold cap. You don't have to get 10 out of 10. I think the last few winners have gotten seven. Seven out of 10, 70%. Well, I wasn't going to get any right because I think when we in the NBA stuff, I had I thought there'd be some blowouts, which we didn't have. So uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't get those right. No kidding. We had blowouts Saturday, but none Sunday. And well... Raymond Hall's a big winner, but we can't all be winners. Right now, it's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call bed aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. It's a bad ache. All right, let me start us off. This is Friday night. We gave our picks late Thursday for Friday, so this counts as the weekend. I had Trey Young... To record a double-double on Friday, everyone in the league and on TV called him out as overrated, the most overrated player. And you know what? I know, I'm know i like, you know what he's going to do? He's going to show up, and he's going to show all these detractors. Even if it's just for one game, we're going to see the best of Trey Young. And a double-double is plus 159. Points were a problem. Were not a problem. He ended up with 32. All I needed was the 10 assists, and he has seven 
through the middle of the second quarter. So I'm coasting. And now it's the middle of the fourth quarter. He has 10 assists. It says it on TV. I double-checked the box guard, ESPN. There's my double. 10 is two figures, one and zero. I got it. And I see him profiled after the game, and they hang his stats, 32 points, nine assists. They took one away. They corrected the stats. This is la-la land all over again for me when I thought I won that bet, and I didn't. They took it away. Thanks a lot, stat Nazis. And, of course, he has 15 assists yesterday in a losing effort. So that's my yeah. bet ache. Uh, Brother Bri, you have a basketball bet ache. How was, your, how was your bet ache not that Hawks game yesterday? Get, not with the nine and a half. That right? was t- there were so I many mean, nine and a half yesterday. Was, the, the Hawks mm. were hitting like three crazy shots right Ugh. at the end, so you didn't hit that. So that was awful. Um, but mine was uh, Giannis missing the game on Saturday. It cost me a parlay of 50 to one. I had a decent amount on it. So uh. it would have been a huge bet for me. Um, but I, I got the Bucks at like minus two tennis. I think I put it in at Friday. But at the time, he was questionable. Signs mm-hmm. were pointing that he was likely to play at that point in time. Of course, he doesn't right. play. They get they get blown out. Now, look, I'm totally fine with a guy. You know, if they're if they're injured, they're not playing. Whatever. But I feel like more so now than ever, they're so secretive with these guys, whether or not they're playing. And mm-hmm. I, I, th- what's killing me this year is how many times. This happened in football, too. How many times is a guy questionable and has been out and then a guy's been doubtful and has played? That has killed me all year long. Mm. It's happened way too much. But, yeah, 50 to 1 would have been I would have been just such a nice thing because I felt like I was hitting. I was really on on the hockey games. I was on all those road teams. So Uh. it just, uh, yeah, it sucked. Nobody plays anymore, and the guys that play get hit in the nuts or are hitting others in the nuts. And it's, I don't what are we even watching in the NBA anymore? All right, Harry, you have a bunch uh, going on here, too. It's just, I mean, it's nonstop, nonstop parlay, screwed. Like, again, my Kings last night up three nothing against the Oilers, and they blow that game. Uh, but oh. I'll start with baseball real quick. I, I had the Padres minus one and a half on Friday. Now they played uh, in Arizona, four game where I'm not at uh, Arizona, four game <laughs> series. Um, they cover the run line on all on three of the four. The one game they don't, I need the Padres minus one and a half. They lose nine nothing. That was four fifty. Mm. But I will say this: an eight teamer yesterday, eight teamer paying six hundred <laughs> over two thirty seven in Golden State. The Phillies. I had the first three innings. Rangers with Degrom pitching. Celtics plus adjusted plus three and a half easy. The Sea Dragons. The Seattle Sea Dragons. Oh yeah, yeah. He wolves over two hundred one adjusted. And mm-hmm. LA Kings plus three goals with Darren's. New York Islanders plus one and a half at minus oh, three. Darren. Darren, I just got to say, I jumped on there with you. Probably the wrong time. But not a betting. Game they played on Friday. They <laughs> no. would beat anybody on Friday. They look so good. And then you come out on Sunday at home, game four, and you play like you did. Awful. Nothing Very. with the Sea Dragons, A, is a bet ache. But Paul, I kid, uh, why else don't you think that's a bet ache? Go ahead. Because the Islanders, it wasn't like it was a, uh, they were down, say, a goal. Right. Uh, and they I gave get up it. an empty netter with two seconds yes, left, right. and they, they didn't cover the one and a half. But they got up. thoroughly beat. They got thoroughly beat. I, don't, I just don't think that's really a bedache. It's not like you knew from the, basically uh, two hours before that game ended that they were not winning. That doesn't, right. to me, that's true. that doesn't qualify as a bedache. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that Sal, one loser right? qualifies I, for me. I'm with you. I'm well, with I you. get that. By the way, because I, I, I would say the same thing. Yeah, go ahead, Paul. Because I, I had the New Jersey uh, Devils on Friday night. It literally cost me a couple thousand dollars oh, no. on very small bets. But I, I did what I said I was going to do. I took all those teams who lost home game one, 
and I did an NBA NHL parlay. It was like six, seven, maybe even eight teams hit seven out of eight. The Devils lost, but the Rangers kind of thoroughly dominated them. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't consider that to be a betting. I mean, well, yeah, the, you go seven thing, out of eight. The right. only thing I won because all weekend. I, because here's my thing is, I guarantee you, with, if Harry had like five other teams on that parlay, he probably got very lucky on one or two of the other ones. Oh, well, he win. says Sea Dragons. Who the hell's guess. even following that game? Of right? course, he might have so, scored in the last second play there. Right. Nobody knows. Yeah, that's that's it, my listen, argument. The, the only thing I won all weekend, guys. The only thing I won all weekend was that I didn't have to. I ended up not having to go to the Taylor Swift concert. That's that was the good. Only thing I that's it, boy. You can't put a price on that. That's amazing. <laughs> and you deserve to lose the Kings game because, of course, you tweet, you, yep. you texted us. Yep. L.A. Kings, baby. Uh, I did like that. That. He said, I love uh, L.A. Yes, I love L.A. at 3 nothing." He said, uh, I love L.A. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, man. Oh, that's great. And you knew it. Rob, you knew I knew it. It, it oh, was over at that point. I love myself it. Perfectly. I love it. By the way. Uh, my real betting, uh, yeah, Sal, if I could just give you a quick one. Um, I had the Nets on. Uh, it was a game three. I don't even remember what game it was because it does go back to like, I think we ca- kind of covered it Thursday night. Yeah, it's uh, Friday's right, game right three. Right going in yep. where mm-hmm. I had the Nets plus four and a half, mm-hmm. uh, down uh, three with the ball with just a few seconds mm-hmm. left. Um, and pass comes inbounds to the Nets. It gets stolen. Dunk the other way. Game ends. I lose I lose the four and a half. We'll That's go it. over um, the NHL a little later. But yeah, and, and NBA, it's just... Uh, it's getting real tough. And what do we have? Two more months of this? This is really, this is something. We got to get down to eight teams on each side. It can't be, I, I don't mind yeah. the games mm-hmm. constantly being on. I, we can't have 32 playoff teams right now between the two sports, right? It's just too much to to sort through, right? And by the way, though, Harry, I would never plus one and a half. I don't see the point in taking any team plus one and a half when you're, you could be tied with three minutes left and and get screwed so easily. You I know. Play I just, so good. Uh, for 57 minutes and then an empty net Islanders would have beat anybody on Friday night. They would have beat anybody. They were so good on Friday night. The other thing is the, that was Friday night. The unders bride, you can't take an, I, I, I don't even know if there's a five and a half out there anymore for the unders and hockey, but I believe the last, how many went over? Did the last eight go over? I think all, all every, every uh, weekend game. Went over. Oh no, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't every game. It was, Six of the eight this weekend went over. You can't take under five and a half. Well, that's for sure. And, and, the, how, and the Isles Friday night was one one with four minutes left, and that went over. They're just pulling goalies down down yeah. two and three. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting screwed late in these games. Yeah, there could be two or three goals, and then all of a sudden there's seven. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All yeah. right, Mikey Meatballs, play the music. Maybe let us calm down a little bit. When a bet makes you sick. You make the wrong pick, it's a bad egg. It's a bad egg. It's a bad egg. All right, that's bad eggs. Let's take a quick break, give Caesars from some love, and then we have Daniel Jeremiah on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesars Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling 
gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, let's bring in our guest. You know, he is to mock drafts what Steve Jobs was to mock turtlenecks. This Thursday, <laughs> the NFL Network provides live coverage of the 2023 NFL Draft from Kansas City starting 8 p.m. Eastern, and he'll be there. But right now, He's here with us, Daniel Jeremiah. Thanks for jumping on against all odds. What's going on, man? It's great to see you again. It's great to see you. And, you know, I like having you on especially because, you know, a lot of people out there claim to be experts when it comes to draft season. But you are special in that you guarantee 31 for 31 in round yep. one. I mean, that is a ballsy move to say that you're going <laughs> to yep. get all these picks right. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but I actually like to go through the second round with a guarantee as well. Oh, you wow. got to differentiate yourself. It's a crowded <laughs> field, Sal. You know, anybody can guarantee they're going to get 31 right this year. I think it takes, you know, it takes a little, takes some stones to guarantee the first two rounds 100% accurate. That's right. I'm trying to think, is it, I wonder what the odds are. Someone must have extrapolated this. The odds of picking the first round exactly right versus a completing a perfect bracket in the NCAA. Probably That's close. a great I would think it's not far off. Um, yeah. It's impossible either way. Yeah. It's never going to be for either event. Well, and so the, I want to credit you or compliment you, although this may come off as an insult, depending on how you look at it, but because it is an impossible job, but because yeah. it's so impossible, no one, none of your peers should be screaming from the mountaintops about who the Buccaneers are taking at 19, right? Like that's, that's just silly to latch on to an opinion that like maybe the first five, but it gets really dicey after that, right? I mean, there's 13, 13 trades in the first round last year, weren't there? 
Yeah, there's trades that changes everything. And then what usually happens is I would say on a normal year, if we have 32 picks in the first round, I would say I feel comfortable with maybe 10 teams at the most that I know these 10 teams really like one individual player. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Like a third of them, you're like, I know they really like this player. I believe if this player's there, they'll take him. But, mm -hmm. and, you know, how often does that guy actually get there? And then it changes the whole complexity of what's going to happen. And that throws everything out of whack. So I always look at it. It's like your job to me is more like be able to evaluate the players and then be able to explain why, why your team took this player. Right. I might like this player better than that player, but you're a Jets fan. And the reason why they took this guy is because they, they have a, they have a hole at right guard. They want to run the football and he's going to be able to plug in right there. He's a good run blocker, even though I might not be as high on him, you know, stuff like that. Right. And Jet fans are never satisfied anyway. They, they come in True. with a built in, built in um, anger towards whatever the first round pick is. So, uh, now not see, last year though, not last true. year, they got, they nailed it last year. That's true of late. Uh, while we're talking about them, how is this taking so long with the, uh, when do yeah. we anticipate the Aaron Rodgers thing? Is it going to be midweek? Is it going to be Thursday? I mean, we're running out of time a little bit. Yeah. I would think before, I mean, before they pick in the second round, maybe it doesn't happen on wow. Thursday before the first round starts, but I would, I'd be shocked if this is not done before we start Friday because the jets pick 42 and 43. Mm -hmm. And I would have, I have to imagine one of those picks is going to be involved in this thing. So uh, right. that to me is kind of the, that's the, the area that I'm looking for. If we get to, if they pick those two picks and there's no Aaron Rodgers trade done, then I'm like, dude, we're going to be waiting until August for this thing to get done. Yeah. Now there have been rumors that the 49ers are involved in the mix now, but it doesn't I'm seem not like that. not I'm until not Rogers that. says, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, by the way, I'm not buying anything. Now I've done my homework yeah. on your homework and you haven't oh, put gosh. out, well, you haven't put out a mock draft, I think by design in probably about a month, right? Because they're ridiculous. Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. I mean, we're really trying to build this up to the, uh, to the mock draft, the final mock draft Wednesday night on NFL network. So I mean, we got to really gotcha. set some soap here. We got to, we got to build this thing up a little bit. Okay. I understand now, but I did look at your top 150, which uh, you released today. Mm -hmm. Right. And yep. I also listened to you and Schrager go back and forth. I enjoyed that. That was a first round. That's a fun exercise, but it, it, you really, you quickly learn like, oh boy, I get blocked from the top three. <laughs> I think the lions are going to take because of all this. It's very strange, but now oh, yeah. I want to say my favorite prop in the draft is under four and a half quarterbacks taken. Um, I sense through my research that you don't like that four and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round. Talk me off the ledge. I, I I, you know, it's hard to pinpoint these guys to, to pin them down on where they're going, but I mm -hmm. think there's just a sheer number of teams that are interested and, and have a need that I think we see them go. And I think it's, you know, it's such a different world than the old Matthew Stafford, you know, years where you're like, Oh my gosh, we got to commit this much money. We better be 100% sure that this guy's the guy. Now it's like, Oh, we didn't like Josh Rosen. We'll just go get another one next year. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's not as it doesn't penalize you as much as it did in the past. So and it's just so dang cheap, especially you see these numbers and they just continue to climb and climb and climb that you're like, okay, maybe I like uh, this veteran quarterback a little bit more than this rookie, but do I like him better than the rookie and the five other players I'm going to be able to add to our roster? Cause he makes peanuts. Right. And I know I'm working against, uh, you know, with that extra year you get for a quarterback, if you yeah. take him in the first round. So I know that works against me, but basically what you're saying Hendon Hooker is getting taken in the 
first I, round if you go over I think four and so. a half, right? Yeah. I, I think so. I think he will. I, I, there's a lot of teams that have done a lot of work on him. So there's a lot of activity there. And uh, usually there's that much smoke. You'll, you'll see it. I, it doesn't make any sense to me to take a quarterback in the second round. Either he's good enough to go in the first round or you should just wait till the third or fourth round. Interesting. Okay. So that's kind of what they did with Malik Willis, who everybody had going in the first round. To your credit, you did have Kenny Pickett going before Malik Willis and to the Steelers. So good job by mm-hmm. you. You might've been the only one, but it does seem like there is somebody every year that everyone is wrong about. Do you, who, so you don't see a Malik Willis in there. You think the five are the five and those are who's going in the first round. I think so, but it's hard. Like I can tell you, I, you know, Stroud, I still believe there's, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've, I've done my final one yet. I'll do it tonight or tomorrow morning, but I, I'm still, even with all the smoke and all the noise, I still yeah. am leaning towards putting him at Houston just because it's too logical for me. Right. Um, and then you could peg him with Houston. You could look at him potentially, you know, obviously Indy, you could look at maybe even the Raiders. So there's teams for him with Levis. It looks like two teams. It looks like the Colts. Um, mm-hmm. and it looks like the Titans. So he's got a couple of players. Richardson. I just don't know who the Richardson team is. Yeah. I don't know who they are. I, everybody likes them. There seems to be, there's intrigue and he's got a ton of ability and upside, but I, I can't tell you, Oh, this is the Richardson team. I, I don't know. So he could be the one that drops out because there's not he a lot of a, buzz. Right. He has the range. Unlike anybody else. Like if he were to go, maybe surprise us and goes four to Indy. Maybe he goes 23 to Minnesota, man. He's got a tremendous range of where he could go. Right. Now, I heard you with Schrager. It is kind of a dilemma for D'Amico Ryans at number two if he doesn't go quarterback, right, with the defense, with the edge rusher who he takes because of allegiances through colleges. Yeah, I just, well, I just, I don't know. You've got a new head coach. You're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, build some excitement and you've got, I mean, no, no offense to them, but like Davis Mills, Case Keenum, EJ Perry, like you got to take a quarterback. They don't have their quarterback. And it's not like, well, the opportunity costs, like we're going to have to pass on Nick Bosa or Miles Garrett or, you know, Vaughn Miller. Like I really like Anderson. I like Tyree Wilson, but like, they're not those guys. Mm-hmm. So it just makes, again, like the logic to me doesn't, isn't there for them not taking a quarterback. And it's like, oh, we're going to get cute and take one at 12, like maybe, you know, there's, they've done a lot of work on Hinton Hooker. So there's the theory out there that they're going to take the pass rusher and then Hinton Hooker will be there when they pick 12. Mm-hmm. But what if the Tennessee Titans take him at 11? You know, sure. uh, uh, you know, th- there's no guarantees. You've got one right there. Just take him. Right now. Uh, the parlay kid is there. Wave parlay kid. But he loves, he loves Jalen Carter to go under six and a half. So that would mean essentially probably to Seattle or Detroit. There was that real sports, um, piece with Drew Rosenhaus. He basically said, I have a few tricks up my sleeve. I don't know what he could do. How much do agents, <laughs> how much at this point can they influence a draft um, that early? But uh, Jalen Carter over under six and a half. What do you think? Well, I, I, when you look at with Seattle picking five, I got a text from uh, one general manager, I guess two days ago that said, Who is the, it? Uh, which, one, which one was, what was it? Uh, well, but yeah, I mean, I just, hold on. Let me, uh, let me yeah. look back to my text. Um, okay. He's, he's like, they won't be, Schneider won't be scared of Jalen Carter. And okay. Uh, I'm like, okay. And then literally the next day I got a text from somebody that said, there's no way Seattle's taking Jalen Carter. They, oh, you know, no. they, they took Malik McDowell and, mm. and it was a disaster. They just, there's no way they'll do that. So I'm like, I don't know what you make of that. Uh, I, I think the apps to me, the floor for him, is is the bears at nine i don't mm-hmm. think you know that's i can't see him getting to the to the eagles at 10 so drew rosenhouse i think is going to be okay with his you know his prediction that he'll go in the top 10 but i right. would say i i don't have you know 80 to 90 percent certainty that he's going to seattle it makes the most logical sense from a fit 
Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I don't, you know, I don't have that nailed down. How annoyed do you get with your sources who swing and miss horribly? Like you don't have to mention a name in the past, although we would yeah. love if you did. But um, do you, did you ever like pin your hopes on something that someone texted you and like, oh my god, you were so far off? What do you like? What, what's an example of that? If, if any comes oh, to mind, yeah, it happens every year. It happens right. every year. But I've gotten to the point where I've tried to at least, you know, if it, it totally conflicts with just like common sense, then I'm like, all right, I know what you said. I know what you, you know, believe, but I'm just, I'm going to go in another direction. But like the, uh, um, you know, the Trey Lance, uh, uh, Mac Jones year mm-hmm. was initially when the right, I was on air during a pro day when that trade happened. And I thought, oh, I think this will be for Trey Lance kind of, I think they could do some different things with him. Um, and then all of a sudden it came in, it was overwhelming. Oh, it's going to be Mac Jones. It's going to be Mac Jones until the point where the day before was nothing was concrete. And I just thought, okay, uh, I'm just going to go, everybody's telling me Mac Jones. I'm just going to go with what my initial feeling on that was and just go with Trey Lance. And then that ended up happening, but it cuts both ways. So there's been other times where I've disregarded some information. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, well, crap, they were right on that one. Yeah. Lots of, I told you so is coming your way. Um, oh Yeah. Bijan Robinson, I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, you know, Jerry loves to take the big name. I, I just feel like it's too convenient that they're linking Bijan Robinson, Texas, obviously, right down the road to Dallas. And I would be kind of annoyed if they franchise tag Pollard, which they did, and are paying him $10 million and then starting fresh with a running back. But also, I would hate for Bijan to excel with the Eagles, which I think <laughs> you think is not happening. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to answer for you. What do you think? Yeah, I, 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 Try, I've tried to make the case for why the Eagles should take him because I think their teams, you know, they're fully formed. And to me, when you have a complete team, it's like a luxury item with a running back. It's the ultimate luxury item. And I think they're in a position where they could, you know, it would be it would make a lot of sense. But I worked there for two years. They flat out just don't take running backs in the first round. So I'd be very surprised if they did it. It would break a lot of uh, uh, yeah. norms there with how they operate. So I, if I were you, I'd still be excited about it if they took him. Really? Uh, if he went to the Cowboys, I would be really excited. He's my third player in the draft. Mm-hmm. This is a draft with so much uncertainty. Like I've never seen so many 175 pound, you know, receivers. We've got, you know, offensive linemen. You know, Skronsky to me is the best one, but he's not ideal from like a, a length standpoint. Like there's all these. Like we've got a quarterback that's five foot ten. It's going to go to the first overall pick in the draft. Right. So where well, there's so much unknown and so much risk in this entire draft, like. B. John Robinson, he's going to be a great player. Like, you know exactly what you're getting. Right. And you still have Tucker Carlson outside your first round, which is interesting. You haven't <laughs> updated it, but I know. I know. The, the, I, this is the best part about it is I did see I Everything's going so fast in my yeah. world the week of the draft that I'm actually shocked that I did see. I actually am aware of what you're referring to because <laughs> you don't know the number of times people have said to me, like, uh, oh man, just see here. What about this? I'm like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what's going on, but that, that right. rose to the level that it, it came across my uh, path. <laughs> right. You probably aren't even aware that Harry couldn't get into Taylor Swift yesterday. There's so much going on. <laughs> I don't know this. I did not know this. <laughs> Harry, you have a question for, uh, Daniel. Yeah, Daniel. Hey, uh, you know, the chiefs with their first yeah. pick overall, uh, a defensive lineman is the favorite at plus plus one seventy five, And then it comes wide receiver and then offensive line. Kelsey could use some help. I, a D line definitely is a, a way they should go, probably. But do you think with Tony Sky Moore, Valdez Scantling, and they picked up Richie James from the Giants, they you know Kelsey needs some help, and I, they don't have a number one guy really wide receiver wise. Would it make sense for them to go wide receiver over D line? I actually, I actually think that wide receivers are a real possibility there. I would not sleep on Kelsey getting a partner at tight end 
and I, oh. I would give you the name and Luke Musgrave from Oregon state would be my sleeper pick there for, for Kansas city. So I, I think if Quentin Johnston were there, they would take him. I don't think he'll be there. I think he'll be gone. If you look at the receiver run, if you look at where Seattle was picking 20, you can look at Seattle, you look at the chargers, you look at Minnesota. Uh, there's a run of teams that are all in the receiver market. I think Buffalo's in the receiver market. So even if Kansas city wanted to go receiver, I'm not so sure that that one of them would be there at that point in time. And that's why I think Musgrave to me would be mm-hmm. a fun chess piece to throw in there uh, into their offense. So that's my, my sleeper there. And then I think when you look at pass rushers for them, um, you know, I think a, a, kind of a fallback player for a lot of teams at the bottom of the first round that everybody likes his name keeps coming up over and over again is Will McDonald from Iowa state as pass rusher. Mm-hmm. There you go. Harry, it's a bit, you're the biggest okay. cry baby when it comes to the chiefs. What do you, what do you care now about their <laughs> roster? Unbelievable. <laughs> I just thought, you know, they're, they're hosting, they're hosting the draft. It would oh, be a good question. So, hey, by the way, beautiful yeah. new airport here. This is what airport used to be one of the worst. Is it really? Uh, yeah. Brand spanking new airport. There are lots of Patrick Mahomes mannequins in that airport. I think I counted three or four. On Is the, that uh, right? On the way out. Yeah, wow. a lot of mannequins. They, you know what? They should host the draft right in the airport if it's that nice. Like right outside it's the beautiful. Hudson News. You could eat off the floor in there. It was, <laughs> it was really nice. I have to ask you, and then we'll let you go. I know you're very busy, but this is the most important question and one we're um, tackling on Laugh Lines this week. So what exactly is the best way to go up on stage and greet Roger Goodell? Is it, would you go firm handshake? Let's, let's say it's you firm handshake, bear hug, fist bump, or you grab the books. What what are you doing? I I think (laughs) I'm, I'm leaning towards this versus this. So I think I come, I come in straight with the handshake. It's a squeeze. It's a pull. It's a pat. So it's a straight handshake, squeeze, pull. That's interesting. Okay. That's yeah. a little arm draggy, <laughs> right? Probably like, like a little wrestling, but you don't follow through with the, uh, with the drag. I just think, much. I just no. think this feels too like over the top, you know, yeah, like yeah, I just yeah. feel like sliced alone. I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking for more of a business, like handshake <laughs> right. and a little, little gotcha. Yeah. One day somebody's just going to lower a shoulder and that's going to be that for our good old Roger. <laughs> right. Celebratory well, seen, I think it was Danny Shelton. Uh, um, he, he hoisted him well over his oh, head. Yeah. And if that did not, if that did not result in at least one chiropractor appointment, I would be <laughs> shocked. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah, NFL network live coverage, 2023 from Kansas city is a beautiful airport, by the way, if you just want to fly beautiful. in and out somewhere, uh, Thursday, 8 PM Eastern Daniel will be there. And again, he guarantees 31 of 31 in his Wednesday no, no, night no. trap. No, oh, what is no. it? What? No, 60, 63, 63, 63. first two rounds. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Daniel. Appreciate it. Awesome. Good job. All right. Good stuff there. Parley kid, right? Oh, I mean, again, just kind of like, uh, Tate Frazier in basketball. Yeah. We bring him on. I mean, nobody knows more about this guy than the draft. And I like that. He's still a little close to the vest. He's not throwing everything out there, nor should he, you know? So, but, um, yeah, I, I'm actually looking through his uh, last mock draft. Yeah, he hasn't put one out, it seems like. In a, like a good I think it was time, a month. I think it's March 24th, exactly, or something. It's yeah, been or about something. a month, yeah. maybe a little bit more than a month. But I totally get it. Great guest, mm-hmm. as usual. Um, How about yeah, Harry with the Chiefs? The now Harry's going to be a Chiefs fan? Is there a chance he's a Chiefs fan in 2030? <laughs> yeah, I think there is, Sal. Of course. Really I'm do. thinking of switching. I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I am, I am considering. 
switching off the Vikings and share to somebody else. Oh yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> you, just look, you you put in enough time with the Vikings. No one would blame you. Yeah. No Sal, how, you Sal, how yeah. bad do you feel right now with the quarterback thing, though? No, I still like it. I still think somebody's <laughs> well. The, look, that, that's the whole point, though. He said, "I know it's uh, there's two things, right? It's like, yes, it doesn't make sense to take a quarterback in the second round. That's why you would take him in the first round. Plus, you save that year when you go for that extra that fifth year, extent, whatever it is, right? Yeah, that that's working against me. The other thing is, and it's exactly what I wanted to hear. There's no home for Anthony Richardson right no. now. We've heard about Levis to the Colts. We've heard about, you know, uh, yeah. Young, obviously the first pick and Stroud, the second pick, you know, but um, I don't know. I that, That's kind of what I think. I think these guys just dropped. There's got to be a Malik Willis in there. What do you think, babyface? Did we handle ourselves right? Tremendous. And I, 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 I always wonder, like, how I would uh, shake the commissioner's hand. But that's what I love about the draft. You, you go in for your team. You're like, oh, my God, safe pick. Take an offensive lineman. Please, offensive lineman. And then with the Steelers, you're like, oh, crap, Najee's there. Oh, no, Kenny Pickett's there. Yeah. Chase Claypool's there. And then you talk yourself into just the big name when you know you just want an offensive lineman. Right, exactly. All right, listen, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. We still have basketball. We have hockey. We have a little baseball to talk. And, uh, and then that'll be it. That'll be enough for an hour. All right, we'll be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, NBA, let's recap some of this nonsense. Uh, it's crazy. Um, Warriors, even the series with the Kings 2-2, that seems to be the one everyone's interested in. Steph scored 32, but the Kings had a chance to win that game. when he. I think they were up five, the Warriors were, with the, like a minute 20 left. And Steph calls a timeout, pulls the Chris Webber when they didn't have the timeout. Sacramento gets, uh, they get a free throw. They get the technical. They get a three at the buzzer. That doesn't go. Harrison Barnes misses. And that would have won. And now it's 2-2, Parley kid. Do you go, here's the interesting thing. So the Warriors are minus 185 favorite to win the series. Makes sense. They were going into the series and now it's 2-2. Is this over in seven or six? Caesars has... Seven at minus one thirty, six mm. is plus one twenty. Uh, I I'd be all over the seven. Sound really? minus one thirty. Everybody like the seven. It. Yeah, I uh, think Brian? so. Yeah, I, I like the seven. This is a home, yeah. home series, Harry. A yeah. little a little scared here. Remember, I gave out uh, the Kings plus one and a half games. Kings and Kings and, uh, to get twenty three out of Murray yesterday, and 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 Fox thirty eight nine and five, and blow that game when you could have pulled it out at the end. 
boy, two losses in a row. You better win, better win game five. Oh, by the way, I forgot about that on our text chain. When the Sacramento went up to nothing, he said, he said sack uh, plus one and a half already a winner. And I said, Oh boy, Harry, here we go. <laughs> oh yeah. This, sorry guys. This uh, is over you, six. You, you all know something's really bad about this that. Over thing, six. That's the game. Plus one twenty. Yeah. I wasn't bragging. I wasn't bragging then. I, I just did my, I, I swear. I like, oh, you're just stupid. Wrong. You're just dumb. Yeah. yeah. I, I did my math wrong. Okay. All right. I wasn't bragging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So did that on the shows too. Listen, when, the, when you have a chance, when the when the choices are arrogant or stupid, you, you should always pick stupid, right? Harry, Harry, def- that's right. That's Harry I mean. definitely thought it was a five game series, even though he, even though he <laughs> no, picked, yeah, even though he picked them in right. seven, he thought it was a five right. game series. There you go. Uh, all right, Knicks, <laughs> partly kid, take a three one series lead over the Cavs. Team effort, great crowd. Again, John Man, Stewart, Pete Davidson, Pete, da- Pete Davidson shoving fans afterwards, but not. Uh, Parley Kid, not Jerry Ferrer, not, not Brother Bryce. Sorry. Jalen Brunson with 29, RJ Barrett, 26. Though they seem to be the heart and soul of the team. I guess they have been all year. And it's weird because Julius Randle is not excelling in these series, and you're one game away from uh, advancing, Parley Kid. Yeah, it's uh something I give Tibbs, uh Coach Thibodeau mm-hmm. a lot of credit uh yesterday because he went against the grain uh and his normal uh, coaching style of, but uh, the team was playing well without Randall out there. He kept Obi topping out there and mm-hmm. it worked. And uh, that's, those are the things that at least come playoff time. You have to do Randall will have his time. Uh, it could be the next game or somewhere down the line. The Knicks are going to need Randall uh, to be the best version of himself. And uh, I don't, I think the Knicks are a team. I don't think anybody would want to play right now because Nobody is playing better on the defensive side of the ball than the New York Knicks, and it just makes it uncomfortable for teams. They're not a fun team to play against right now. Great job. And look, when you see the way that crowd is, and again, I, I you know, it bothers me with these front-running fans that come in, you know, all the celebrities. Jerry Farrar should be there because he was there when the Knicks were at their worst. Right. He was sitting courtside. Mm-hmm. He should be there. I'm hoping he's there in Cleveland uh, here in game five. But man, if you're a player, if you're like the LeBrons, these guys, there's got to be some regret that they never played in New York because when the Knicks are good, mm-hmm. it's the best place to be in all of sports. And uh, it's, uh, all these players now, I mean, good for Jalen Brunson. He was the one guy who had guts to come here right. and do it. Well, he could have I- went elsewhere. He came to New York. Uh, and boy, boy, the you know he's loved here in New York. And he's Dave, absolutely loved. Dave, yep, they've shut down Mitchell the last three games. Yeah, that's the yeah. key. That's Two the points key. in the second half yesterday. Fifty points just in the last three games. Well, that's Josh Hart. Hart. Hart is Hart is eating him up. He's yeah. eating his lunch. He he's been awesome. And Hart, another great pickup for the Knicks. Two Villanova guys stepping up when, need, when they need him to. Well, that's the thing. This, the series isn't over, but so far, what you don't want is you don't want to lose to the Cavs, but you don't want to get dominated by Donovan Mitchell and so that your second guess, like, oh man, we could right. have had him over, right? And and Harry's right. He is not putting up uh, extraordinary numbers. The only thing I'll say about Jerry Ferrara, you, you know, I, I would like him to enjoy it too, but as an organization, the Knicks take a chance. I mean, he started that Malice in the Palace thing, that whole brawl. <laughs> so I don't know how close you want him to A little to worried. Court. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You don't. You don't want him throwing down. Exactly. It was. Well, by the way, I mean, we know what Pete Davidson doing it is one thing. That's right. Jerry, you know, you know, he's done, been there, done that. Exactly. We, we know exactly. way too many people who live in Cleveland, though. 
Way too many. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The <laughs> outskirts of Berea. I don't know what it's it's it's, it's on fire now. The real estate. Uh, I know. So you get plus four twenty five if you like the Cavs to come back, uh, or minus five seventy five if you're riding with the Knicks. By the way, it's it's worked out. Again, they haven't won it yet, but if they can win Game Five, they get a little rest against a Bucks team. They're inferior to the Bucks, but who knows what you're getting with Giannis, and maybe that goes six or seven. So it really is. Couldn't be looking better for the Knicks uh, as it is right now. Um, Sixers swept the Nets. I think I called it. I think I might have been the only one who had 4-0. You did. Uh, plus yeah, two, I think you are. Plus 260. Embiid didn't even need to suit up. That wasn't a series. That's good. That's one game I don't have to worry about on my television. Uh, that series is over. Celtics up 3-1. Bry, that was terrible. I had the minus 9.5. They won by 8. A crazy three is coming at the end. By the Hawks. You now, if you take the Celtics for the series, it's minus 20,000 versus oh, 33 to that's one it? for Atlanta. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Well, 33 <laughs> to one. Brian, I think we all had the Celtics in five at plus 170, except you. Um, so I had a sweep. I had a sweep. You had a sweep? Yeah, you yeah. had the wrong sweep. Yeah, yeah the wrong, wrong sweep. Wrong Minnesota order. wins 114, 108 in overtime over Denver. Uh, they almost blew a 12 point lead with two minutes. Actually, they did blow the 12 point lead. Did. Denver How came bad back. Was that? Really, really bad. Went to overtime. Like, oh my God, the Nuggets are going to cover. They're going to win by nine in overtime. And uh, Jokic's 43 was not enough, though. And Edwards had 34. And now this is 3 1. The Nuggets are minus 10,000 for the series. The T Wolves. 22 to one, Harry, uh, but it's going to be Denver. I do worry because now we have three game fives, right? Where the home team is looking to close out. And yep. famously, I will put those teams on a money line parlay. The yeah, Suns, right? Mm. The Nuggets and the Celtics. And who's who's going to screw me, Harry? The Suns? Well, not, I don't think anyone screws you there, Sal. I think that looks <laughs> good. Uh, but yeah. I, I will say this about Edwards. H-Dog had a winner the other day. That was oh, nice right. when he gave out Edwards over... Uh, 27 and a half, mm-hmm. but Edwards, Darren, we've talked about this guy. When the, when the Timberwolves the past couple of years down two nothing down three, nothing series, he's your guy to bet over in uh, his point total. But when the season, when a, when a series starts, he's nowhere to be found. Is that Seems what it like is? It. Yeah. All so right. Kind of when the pressure starts to ease off a little bit, Harry, that's yeah. what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah. He's been great with points wise last three games, but beginning yeah. of the series and to get into the playoffs, he was nowhere to be found. The shot was awful. That team is such a mess. They really are. Yeah. You look at them. So they, my, they, they, they'd amazing they pulled that be, out. They'd all rather be playing somewhere else. Yeah. Minus minus 179, those three teams. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, don't I think know I'm going to have it. Put them with a hockey team. Well, it, Put them with a hockey player too, Sal. So, but the thing is the Suns, uh, that's the last series we'll cover here. They're up 3-1. The Clippers, uh, this is three in a row after dropping game one to the Clippers. Duran Booker are playing a lot of minutes. That's the one knock on them. They're playing like a four or mm-hmm. five more minutes than anybody else, which is going to no take its toll. Unless they win in five, then it's fine. Um, also, they got lucky that Kawhi Leonard isn't playing, right? I mean, it's just a totally different team. This is the one that worries me, Brian, on the money line parlay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's not going to play or the Clippers seem to do weird things when they don't. Now they that do. we've all written them off for dead, now that they're minus 20,000, the Suns are to win the series. You can get 45 to one on the clips. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Is this the one that screws me? Well, I, d- I definitely sure. I definitely wouldn't take the minus 20,000. I mean, if you're going to play them, I would play them in this next game. Because right. if, if all of a sudden Kawhi comes back for game six and seven, then it's a whole different story. But uh, right. yeah, it's not it, worth the risk at minus 20,000. Minus 800 maybe on a parlay. This 
in game five, but well, I should just let everybody know. Cause here's what happened. Harry couldn't get in on the race to 10 last week. So he's like, give me $50 on, uh, what, what, what head team do we have last week? Memphis, Minnesota, Min- Men- we either have Memphis or Minnesota every week. Right. So uh, I'm like, what okay, do we, I'll, what do we I'll have? The Lake, Lakers, right? Oh, we had the Lakers, the Lakers. last week. Lakers. Right. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. We switched, we flip-flopped it yeah. there. Uh, so we lost that one and, so he owed me $50 and he said, uh, put it on a free futures and my Caesars account. He's in Arizona at the time. It was a miracle. He was in Arizona at the time. And uh, I was like, put it on the Clippers to win the West. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, I like the way they're playing. And it must have been like a two hours after that Kawhi Leonard's like, oh, yeah, that's it. I'm good. I'm done. I'm sitting the rest of the way. But uh, anyway, uh, I don't know if it's official that he's out the, the rest of the year, but they're minus 12. So they seem yeah, to know it's something. Be his, he hasn't said a word. He that's must, for sure. We said he must have some type of tear or something in that knee. Yeah, it can't, it can't um, be good. Another word, one where the the line speaks volumes. Let's go to the Monday games. Milwaukee now up to seven and a half. So you got to think Giannis is playing. Even the over under jumped to two eighteen and a half. Yeah, he's he's playing. He is playing. It's official. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at, I, I thought I at that. Thought that came across for me that he was officially playing. Uh, it's got to be at seven and a half. So they're down yeah. two to one. Maybe this is one even more than the others. This is a this you're is gonna, kind you're of you're gonna a, put this with the other. It's, uh, it's, it's too many. It's, Am it's I gonna e- pick four games? Those right? four. No those way. four are exactly even, Sal. I'm exactly one hundred. <laughs> I'm not picking four games right in a matter of thirty six hours. Are you kidding? Uh, Anyway, seven and a half, two eighteen and a half. Uh, we all have player props for this. I'm going Brooke Lopez over one and a half assists plus one thirty six. It's weird because he only scored six in game three. He got he got thrashed in in Giannis's absence. Adebayo and the Heat defense doing a good job of pulling him out of the paint. I noticed, but it's also forcing him to pass a little more than he does, and so there's an opportunity of that extra assists. He only averages 1.3, but he had two in game two. He had two in game three. He had another game in the regular season versus Miami with two assists. He's had games with three and four assists. You're getting plus 136 basically on a coin flip bet. And that's why I'm going Brooke Lopez over one and a half assists. Parley kid, Jeru Holiday. You seem you like him. You've taken him a few times as a prop. Yeah, I, I hit on this uh, the last time I took him uh, over seven and a half assists. I'm giving a little bit here at minus 139. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, obviously, I think you throw that last game out, uh, but the four previous games uh, he combined for uh, his four last four. Obviously, not all playoff games, but his last four games, fifty-one assists, so about twelve point five assists in uh, those four previous games mm. uh, with Giannis back in the fold. Uh, Holiday's back to uh, dishing the ball uh, to his teammates. I think he easily surpasses his hill hit. Probably again close to double figures. I might think it might be wise to. Uh, Look at the double-double for him again here in this game. Uh, you know, we'll get the points-wise. Uh, just be a matter of if you, can, if you like him over seven and a half assists, you might want to think about that double-double. I think he'll approach nine or ten assists. Tonight. All right. Harry, you have a player prop also. Uh, Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Butler over 20 and a half points. 28 and a half points at minus 113. Guy's clutch. He turns it up a notch come playoff time. Had 31 against the Bulls in the uh, loser go home game. Um, has gone for 35, 30, and 25 in this series. Would have had more in that 25-point game, but since I got crushed so much, he didn't play in the second half, and he had just 12 shots there. Very consistent overall. Last six playoff games, five of them. He's gone for 30 or more. Butler over 28 and a half tonight. All right, Brother Bry, bring it home with Middleton. Chris under. Middleton. Yeah, I'm going to go under 19 and a half. I mean, look, he could go up for sure. 
But since Middleton, since his injuries, just not been the same player. His shooting numbers are way down, especially shooting from three. I think he's shot 31% from three this year. Um, still too inconsistent for me. For me, if you look at his games, definitely been up and down. He alternates good and bad. Um, you know, and in the last one, he shot he shot pretty well. So now that Giannis is back, I think you know they're gonna it's gonna play through him a lot. It's gonna be out of Middleton's hands the balls a bunch. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know Middleton's you know he gets one of those 15, 16 point games here on the road and goes under 19 and a half. All right, there you go. And so the nightcap, Lakers, four and a half point favorite, 222 is the over under. Memphis comes to town before it goes back to Memphis. Lake show up um, two to one, right? Game four. I could do some math. Dude, help me out, Harry. Two to one. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Dylan Brooks ran his mouth. He said he liked to poke at LeBron, and LeBron had his way with him. Um, although, I don't know, maybe Dylan Brooks technically got the best of him, swatting him in the ball sack. Uh, he got kicked <laughs> out for that. But here's the thing. When people were down and he was villainized and then they didn't say anything after the game, which is not a heel move to pass on a comment. You can't really do that, Dylan. You got to no. got to pick a side, right? Um I'm going to go over two and a half threes for Dylan Brooks, right? Those have been questioned and vilified, have had decent like games after their shame, really, right? Trey Young, obviously, I brought that up. He had a double-double. I don't care what the stats say. After that, Chris Paul with the Scott Foster thing, you know, he had a decent game, good ending there. I'm zigzagging the narrative parlay, kid. Dylan Brooks was made to look foolish. Um, he was actually kicked out of that game, like I said, because every NBA game needs a, a nut shot. And that was that. Uh, so I'm going over two and a half threes. And by the way, the stats don't indicate that this is going to happen, but I'm getting plus money. And there's a little bit of a revenge factor. Plus 143. He takes a lot of threes. He took nine threes in game one. So he's not afraid to put it up there. You know, I'm looking at his um, regular season games in April. He had 11 uh, attempts. He had four in five out of eight. So he'll put them up. And I got to think he's looking to show off here. Flex those muscles. Dylan Brooks um, over two and a half threes plus 143. Brother Brian, you have a player prop. Oh, Reeves, 14 and a half. Yeah, over 14 and a half. Look, Austin Reeves has been a fun addition to this team. He's, he's fun to watch on the court. And in March and April, he's been, been a big part of this offense, averaging about, he's been averaging close to 17 a game over the last two months. So uh, he's only gone for 12 and 13 the last two. I think, you know, being this, this is a home game, I'd expect, um, I'd expect him to step up. So I was thinking either he or Hatchamore I was looking at, and I decided on Reeves. I'm going to be pulling for the Grizzlies in this one, but I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm too nervous to back the Grizzlies, so I, I, I'm preferring a player. All right. Parlay yeah. Kid Harry also backing the Grizzlies. PK plus four and a half. Yeah, I think Harry's on this too. Yep. Uh, yeah, look, it was just a absolutely uh, miserable start the other day for the Grizzlies in quarter number one, down 35-10-9 after one. And we could say, well, the Grizzlies kind of uh, outscored them the rest of the way. I'm not really going to go that route because I think the Lakers also probably took their mm-hmm. foot off the gas at some points in that game too. So it's really hard to say. But uh, you know, we saw some signs of life from Morant. I you know I want to like this Grizzlies team, I really do. But um, boy, they're, they're, they're becoming hard to like. But I do think uh, you know they've they've had a really good season. Um, their some of their role players. I mean, Bain, uh, Morant. I think they have enough here to, to they're going to play. I think this game plays a lot closer than uh, than what uh, the first quarter showed the other day, Mar- and I, that yeah. was embarrassing. I just think because of that, 
that was uh, as bad of basketball as you could play. Mm. Uh, I think they bounced back here with a much better effort. Uh, and they keep this one close. I'll be rooting for them to win to make this series really interesting. Uh, I'm not sure if they get that done, but I think they do cover the four and a half. All right. Yeah. Moran said in the post-game press conference, he's like, we outscored them by double digits after that first quarter. So, yeah, um, I mean, but yeah, he, I think he personally had 22 straight points for the team. Uh, leading uh, to yeah. The end he, had a, he had a great game. Yeah. Um, Oh, Brian, but, uh, Brian, if they didn't cover that nine and a half, I was gonna there was gonna be some major damage done to my house. So the Lakers barely covered the nine barely and a half. Barely got the 10. That's crazy. Ten. I may have to change it to eight and a half because I think they're on to my <laughs> nine and a half. I'll get a little less money. But. All right, Harry, you are also on Memphis. Uh yeah, yes, I I like Big D's uh, reasoning there, Sal. I like yours too with uh with hmm. Brooks. I think Memphis got their crappy game out of the system. Uh right. gave LA game three, kind of like Sacramento did in game three to Golden State and played well. In game four, uh, I see Morant and Brooks and the rest of the Grizzlies bouncing back, keeping it close, and possibly tying the series and win straight up. All right. So we have to do pre, uh, race to 10 Tuesday. Harry might not be with us. He's flying, um, I don't know, Barcelona, Air, Air Barcelona. I don't know where he's going. But anyway, uh, we, uh, we've we lost, Bri, five in a row or four? It's got to be five. It might only be four. but Only four? Feels like 11. Seems a like lot. a lot. We bet a team to score ten points before the opponent, and then we're yelling and screaming. We're doing this on Twitter, and then and then we're gone. We're gone from the screen, and we've lost in excruciating fashion. We've also got blown out. It hasn't mattered, but it's our friend Brad, Crazy Brad's fiftieth birthday on uh, Tuesday. So I think we should let him pick. Now this is not fun because we're either laying two to one with the favorites in Boston. Right? Who plays tomorrow? Boston and Phoenix. Are those the games tomorrow? Um, On Tuesday? Boston, Atlanta, and... Oh, no. No, so yeah, there's three. There's, there's we three. Got our choice yeah. of Boston, Atlanta, Denver, Minnesota, or Phoenix Clippers. And all of them are around nine points or higher, which means if we take the home teams, the favorites, we have to lay two to win one. Each is up 3-1 in the series. I don't know. I don't know, Parley Kid. I think we let Brad decide and we let yep. him have some money on it and it's more fun to lose that Love way, right? It. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Damn. How do we get in a bind like this? <laughs> Harry, which one? You probably won't be involved. Which one would you have taken? Definitely wouldn't have taken the Timberwolves. That's for oh, sure. Yeah, we got to be done with, with the Timberwolves for a while. We got to be, be done, done with, with a team like that. That's enough. All right. So, yeah, we probably won't let... Boston. Well, nah, probably Boston. Oh, it all sucks. It all sucks so yeah. bad. Uh, uh, hockey. Playoffs have been fun. Uh, Mikey Meatballs, what a game you saw last night. You and Eddie Spaghetti, you headed out to, um, what are they calling it? Crypto? AccuSure? I don't know. But uh, how was the crowd last night? Uh, it was it was okay. They're, uh, I don't know, Kings fans aren't real fans uh, for the most oh. part. I was the only one wearing <laughs> Oilers jersey in my section. So uh, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't get a lot of hate though because they don't, the Kings fans don't really care. So it was. Uh, right. I, it I seemed know. loud, though. It seemed pretty. It seemed pretty loud for a second. It was loud, they, but they, they don't know there. what's going on. Oh, they don't know. <laughs> All right, I don't know. But part, Mike Meatballs did like an informal poll and assessed that they don't know what's going on. But they won in overtime, uh, basically because Harry said that um, uh, the Kings were going to win, and so uh, when they were up three nothing. So Bruins are still favored at plus 230. They've taken control of that series against Florida. Bruins favored to win it all. We talked about the Islanders lost game four, now down 3-1. Not good, Parlay Kid. 8-1 to one now to uh, advance in that series or four, minus 1,400 
um, if you like the Canes. By the way, there was an account that went after. Was that the Canes official yep. account that went after Long Island? Yeah. What screw, was that about? Yeah. Screw them. That was it. I don't know. But then yeah, some. I, know. I didn't. Yes. I, I was trying to follow. They're like, no, half these followers are from Long Island. I didn't <laughs> well, get. I didn't get what. That's this what was. I'm gonna say though, Carolina. You know, who had, Carolina. I'm sure they're mostly people from Long Island that are now you know living. Is it li- interesting? Living there All right. in, in general in the Carolinas. Yeah. So we have uh, four games on tab. That's good about the NHL. Even during the week, they keep it to four games until we get to a, a reasonable amount of playoff teams. So Rangers minus one fifty five. Devils plus 130 on the take back. Uh, Brother Bry, you like, oh, Eddie Spaghetti's uh, can't get over himself. Really? Two to one now. If the Devs take this in the garden, this would be very interesting all of a sudden. If you like the Devils for the series, they're plus 222. I mean, I do love just, I mean, following Eddie on this, like these games on Twitter or whatever, is just fantastic. Right? He had just trouble with the officials, the officiating. He's just the range, the <laughs> range of emotions from Eddie is just great because he goes from like yeah. super confident up to nothing to all of a sudden like end of the world, right? After you lose one game. So right, it's, right. it's great. The goalie uh, punched the guy uh, th- 17 <laughs> times in the back of the head and he's like, ah, lame, lame man advantage there. All right. That's a- <laughs> yeah, well, hit, there, yeah, well, the devil's guy got thrown into the goalie in the first place there. So, right. That was all right. right. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take uh, Eddie's boy here, Chris Kreider, to score a goal plus 135. Like, I wish you could get better odds for a guy to score a goal here. Um, yeah. But, you know, for, for Kreider, I mean, his numbers have been great. He's been great in the postseason the last two years, had 10 goals last year in the postseason, has five goals this year through three games. And against the Devils, this is why I like it so much, against the Devils this year in seven games total, he has scored in six of the seven games at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what, you know, he's a guy, when they are on the power play, he's exceptionally dangerous. I think he's got, well, I mean, does he have four power play goals already here? Um but yeah, he just he hangs around in front of the net. He could easily deflect one here. So uh, I'll take him at plus 135. All right. Fun series. We'll keep an eye on that. Tampa Bay, Toronto. That's been good too. Toronto now uh, up to one after losing the first. I got that right? Yeah, this is game four. They're minus 370 to take that series. If you like the lightning, plus 285. Harry, you and the parlay kid are at odds. You take, uh, it's minus 110 either way. So Harry, you like the leaps. Yeah, I, get, I took them to win the series when we gave out our best series price um, mm. and pick. So I'm going to ride with the Leafs here. Uh, Mitch Marner has eight points in the series. Uh, Nylander stepped it up for them. Um, and more than anything, gutsy Ryan O'Reilly, who I mentioned uh, past pods a few months ago, is going to provide the spark that they need in that first round. And he's been fantastic, who came over from St. Louis. He won uh, the Cup with the Blues a couple years back. Leafs just winning that game in overtime. It's going to propel them, and I think that propels them here, and they take a commanding 3-1 lead over the Lightning. All right, Parley Kid, you say no, not so fast. No, I look, I love the Lightning here at home. Basically, uh, even odds for a team that's been one of the top, obviously, in hockey for the last uh, few years here, Sal. A lot of guys play off tested. Uh, I think we see the best version of the Lightning tonight, the best v- version of Andre Vasilevsky in goal uh, if you watched that game the other night, to be honest, you no, know, I watched it pretty closely. Mm-hmm. Tampa, t- Tampa thoroughly outplayed uh, the Leafs in that game. Um, probably, uh, I, I would say statistics would probably point to the fact that uh, the percentage of, of them winning that game was pretty high. Uh, outplayed Toronto. I think they, they'll outplay them tonight and uh, come home with the win. Uh, I, I don't see them losing two in a row here. 
to the Leafs at home. There you go. Well, I'm going the other way here because it's kind of the same. I think it's exactly the same situation. Vegas at Winnipeg. Vegas lost the first game, then won the next two. This is game four in Winnipeg. It's uh, just like the Tampa Bay-Toronto game. It's minus 110 either way. Just like that series, if you want Vegas, it's minus 370 to go forward. I kind of think they're in control, the Knights are, in this series. It went to overtime Saturday, but Vegas dominated. It was a late comeback for the Jets. I think they were down 4-1 and scored three to tie it up. Uh, I know it's a must-win for Winnipeg at home, but the Knights are uh, smoking hot. Ten goals in the last two. Jack Eichel, six goals, I think, in five games versus Winnipeg this year. The uh, the Knights are 10-3 and three straight up. Uh, in their last 13 away games, they take it 4-2 in the peg. And the game that we uh, no one has a pick for, Colorado, minus 155, plus 130 at Seattle. Avs up 2-1. A lot of this uh, team's losing game one and then winning two in a row, brother Bry. And now you can get the Avs at minus 750 to finish off that series. Yeah, I, I still like the Avs in this game, too. They yeah. were kind of, they were, they're, they're points of those games where they just dominate. They look like them, themselves from last year, so... Yeah, I would I would jump on them again uh, on the road. I don't the the Kraken haven't been necessarily great at home, so they're a better right. better road team. So I would, I would take the Avalanche tonight. And you mentioned earlier, brother Brian, all eight road, road teams won this weekend. Yep, sorry, um, Sunday. I said I said six of the eight overs hit this weekend. Um, and here's something else because I'm an idiot and I do this. So when the playoffs start Monday, times four, that's seven. So 28 games, no shutouts so far. Mm. So, you know me, you have to string together like nine of these to get to even odds, but something to watch. Nope. Nobody's getting shut out in these series until mm. tonight. There'll be a three of them. You'll see <laughs> uh, baseball real quick. Mets giants, uh, metropolitan split the series after winning the first two yuck little break. Now, as they take on the Nats starting tomorrow at city field, the Mets are a half game behind Atlanta. It was actually lost four in a row. Pete Alonzo. You might have called it, Parley Kid. Ten home runs? My God. Blast after blast. Lots of fun. Yankees. On pace for about 70, he right? He really is. And by the way, I know you make fun of how fat he is. Um, he's lost 15 pounds. You know how he said he did it, Parley Kid? This is something you told me that you did. Or I don't know if you did it, but you um, recommended this. Did you hear how he did it? No. He said every day in the offseason, he would wake up, and I think he still does that. He'd wake up. The first thing he does, does is run two miles as fast as he can. And he got to, uh, it wasn't Megan Connolly numbers, but he got to like seven, seven minute miles or something. So, That's pretty good. I mean, you've said that yeah. too, right? Run. Oh no. You said run as far as you can, as fast as you can. Is it, wasn't that your thing? Yeah. Just keep go, Right. Yes. I've always said just, yeah. just go, go out hard and just until you can't do it anymore. Right. Right. And eventually you build yourself up to it. You're running a pretty fast mile or yes. two miles. I, yeah. I, we have an expert here. I feel stupid talking about this, not bringing Harry in who competed, you know, completed the <laughs> Boston Marathon, Boston Market Marathon. Hmm. Harry, do you think this is good advice? Uh, is, he, is he with us still? He wasn't paying attention. I'm here. It's working. Um, so I'm right. working for a long time. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's great advice for running as fast as long as you can. I don't know. Thank you. Uh, Yankees, Blue Jays, Yanks lost two out of three. Vlad Jr. just crushes them in the house that Ruth built, right? Yep. Just sign that guy already. Can't hit. Yankees, uh, six back of the Rays who remain undefeated at home, 13 and 0. Maybe you don't move, Brother Bry. I know Tampa, everyone makes fun of that stadium, but boy, they have a Mm. lot of luck in front of uh, nobody. And so uh, Yankees have some work to do. Still very early. Ah, Logan Ohape, who was your roller mm. hockey buddy of Mikey Meatballs, backstop for the Angels and Brother Bry's pick for rookie, rookie of the year. Out. 
four to six months with a torn that labor. Sucks. That sucks. sucks. That's not fun. Terrible. No good. All right. Well, uh, our heart goes out to him. Quick recovery. Try to do that in one to two months, Logan. We'll get you back and get those odds back <laughs> up for rookie of the year. That's it. What else do we have? Oh, Javonta Davis, Ryan Garcia. Good fight, I would say, Bri, right? I know you had Davis um, by decision. Well, right? Davis by decision on plus 550, and that sucked because as you're watching that fight, right, you're in the sixth round or whatever. Mm-hmm. After the end of the sixth, you're like, I mean, what were the odds at that point in time of going the distance, right? You would say it was pretty good, right? And, yeah. at, that, and at that point, Davis was up probably three rounds because of the knockdown. Although the scoring was – how I don't know. Did you see the scoring? It was scoring? weird. I did see it, yeah. I mean, and then round, he knocked him down. Granted, Garcia did some good work early on. I think on, that was Garcia's best round, actually. When he it got was Garcia's down, best round, but boxing yeah. – the way boxing has always done it, it doesn't matter. It's right. automatically a 10-8 round if you get the knockdown. Somebody ruled it a 10-10 round. 10-10 round. That's and then the insane. other guy gave him a 10-9. I'm like, that never happened. I mean, you UFC can't, it five, can't be 10-10. It can't, you lose it, a it point can't, for getting knocked out. You lose. It can't be. Automatically insane. lose, yeah. Insane, but I will say, I don't know. I don't like to call I don't like to call guys out necessarily because obviously they're tougher than I am. But no, um, come on. That's but uh, these, Garcia. Nah. I have a problem with Garcia. I, granted, you you get win knocked out of you or whatever it was, but if you get the wind knocked out of you, you can't get up as soon as the ref hits 10. Either you are yeah. down a little bit longer right, and you wait it right, out right. a little bit longer, or you can get up at nine and you're going to get it back. You're, you're going to get it back. When he, by the time he got up at 11, he was completely fine. And then, and then when Gray asked him after the fight, he, he asked him about it and he was kind of <laughs> like, uh, I can't really talk about it. And he basically said, no, I can't I really talk, talk about, about it. it, but it was yeah. a good punch. And it's like, wait, what does I can't really talk about it mean other than yeah. somebody told me to stay down after that or something? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because you take body shots and wh- whatever. I honestly, uh, this is going to sound dumb, but I did a little sparring and the body shots hurt more than anything. It was like, oh, oh yeah, it's insulting and everything else. And it never looks pretty, right? They slow-mo replay. And the glove is turned, and right? It looks like he's digging body. in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's not nearly as impressive as anything you'd see anywhere else. But, you know, I don't know. Teddy Atlas said the body punches are the most devastating, the liver punch especially oh, yeah. in, in sports and, you know, UFC. or Anyway, that's uh, – I guess we don't see that fight again, right? That's it. Davis just moves on. I mean, he's spectacular. Yeah, I mean, that weight class, I mean, you got guys like yeah. Haney, you have Lomachenko again, yeah. whatever happened to Lopez. So there's a lot of fights to be made. But if he goes up to 40, there's not a lot not a lot of great fighters at 40. Yeah, I almost had a bed ache in just watching the fight. I yeah, I don't want to go too crazy, but I ordered it through DAZN. I think I installed the DAZN app on my phone, Bri, when you were out here. A few, some years back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so I get it and it says, okay, all good to go. And then I hit it and it's like, do you want to order? I'm like, no, I already ordered. And it says restore. And I said, no, all right, go ahead, watch it. No, you're free to watch it now. And like, I ended up ordering it like four times. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then I look at what I'm ordering. It said it like it was yesterday's event. It was like that, that it went down the day before. So what the hell's going on here? So now I'm like yeah. 240 bucks in on this thing <laughs> and whatever. I'm not going to make too big a deal of it. Cause I got my money back somehow like Apple paid me back and I got it, got it back. But I just ordered through direct TV. Yeah. Of course. Well, that's, that's what I, do that's what I did. I mean, I just got it through direct but TV. But it was 84 99 because uh, I'm a member of the zone or whatever. It would have been right. 60 if the d- right. dumb junk app worked, but it doesn't. So I have forever to get this going. 
so that's that. What else? Harry, you're jumping on a flight. Um, will we see you uh, Wednesday? You'll be back Wednesday. I hope so. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out the uh, <laughs> the time frame uh, of when we're exactly doing it. But I definitely uh, I'll, I'll figure something out. What information do you need now? You know, we go when we go on Wednesday. You know what time we go, and you know where I don't you'll know be. what uh, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what's planned exactly for Wednesday in Barcelona. I don't know exactly what's planned. All right, but I there will work it out. Okay, there you go. Uh, and if he doesn't work it out, uh, Ben Kelly will be sitting in Wednesday. <laughs> Look forward to that. Oh, um, oh. Indefinitely. Who knows if Harry ever gets oh. back from um, from Barcelona or, or Houston or whatever. Hey, I want to thank uh, Daniel Jeremiah. Excellent job. We're going to be doing a draft prop draft on extra points. Uh, I think there's 11 of us, and we're going to do a, a first round of 11. Lots of draft props on Caesars. This is a big week. Coming up, babyface. What did I miss out on? Anything? What about Brian taking shots at uh, brother Brian taking shots at Garcia? Look, if anyone knows how, <laughs> when you get knocked down and you can't get back up, it's Brian. We've seen him in Vegas off of one gummy. So why do they have a wheelchair available for Garcia when it goes down? I didn't, I didn't, lightweight. I didn't take the wheelchair. I didn't. Take he didn't. The he passed on the wheelchair. <laughs> Right, because we couldn't get you into it. <laughs> <laughs> He's soft. He's a Kings fan at heart. We know that. All right. By the way, we're used to seeing Darren dressed down. But, Bri, when you dressed up last week, I was kind of hoping we'd see that again today. You set no. the bar high. No. What are you wearing, uh-huh. Harry? What does that say? It's you a need Taylor to calm Swift down? Oh, oh so you, you bought the shirt? Oh you bought gosh. a shirt. Nice. That oh, makes that's sense. hilarious. Imagine yeah. they had a, a guarantee you he did X. not buy the shirt. I Ken bought the shirt. Right. Bry's on to something here. Well, well, they didn't have that at the arena, right? That, that size, they had a quadruple XL. Like, no, no. Ken the bought arena. it for me ahead of time. Yep. Of course, so. of course. Yeah, they don't <laughs> have that. They would not have sold that there. He's a Swifty. <laughs> calm down, it says. All right, well, Harry calms Need to down. calm down, right. We are uh, we are going to say goodbye. That's another episode of Against All Odds for Mikey Meatballs, for Babyface Joel Solomon, the Degenerate Trifecta, and Daniel Jeremiah. Thanks. So long and happy handicapping.